They're going to tell me or they're going to get hurt. They're not going to tell you. Don't, they're going to get hurt. Howdy and welcome to another episode of D&D Valiant Odyssey, guys. We are breaking out of prison. We have Bagram, we have Felix, we have Bangor, and we have Halrod the Haunted. And you have recently decided, fuck the legal system, we'll do this ourselves. So, as we cut in, Felix, you're just uppercutted the captain of the Cadmian Guard and left him stunned on the floor of the holding cells in which you had been placed, awaiting your transfer to the High Lord's prison in Cadmia. At the moment, you're all standing in this area, some of you weaponless, some of you armed as you usually are, but you look around at each other and then you dash, running through the halls you watch as you turn a most recent corner and you watch as Felix actually has so much speed that he goes up onto the wall and then back down as well. He gets to the base of the stairs and all of you begin running up the stairs and turn to the left and you begin looking into this room that seems to be a large hallway that leads out into a main door. You can see that there seems to be some offshoots where you can actually see a set of guards that seem to be sitting. There's about four of them there. And Bagram, you know that to the right is a door where a dead body lays. And as you look at that door, you can see a small pool of blood that begins to seep out of that crack and crevice. What would you guys like to do? Uh, straight away, I'm going to open that door. And what else do I see in the room besides the dead body? Okay, so you as, just, as I go past, yeah. You just walk out? Sorry? You just walk out straight out into this area? We're, we're basically running yeah. already. As you begin running, you move towards the door and you open it up. And as you do, you can see that on the floor, low-lit candles, is the dead body of a guard. And you can see blood beginning to pull at the at the at your feet. As you look around this room as well, you can see that it appears to be five foot by five foot. Seems to be almost like a lavatory um, sort of situation. Dead on the toilet. Elvis Presley oh. style. You then watch as four of the guards down the hallway, one of them looks up and stands and you see a mouthful of food. One of them also pulls out a crossbow and says, hey, stop right there. And you can see one of them looks like this uh, bird-like individual, an Arakoka, and they point a feather at you as well. Um, what would you guys like to do? There's three of you standing in the hallway. Bagram, you're standing with a body at your feet. Uh, I'm just going to see there's nothing else in the room and continue running. Just had to open the fucking door, didn't you? Yep, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. As you said, he opens doors is what he does. <laughs> At that, you begin running. You can see the only way out seems to be past those guards to your left. It's a 40-foot sort of long room, and you can see there's like an alcove where the guards are sitting. You can see there appears to be four, and you watch as one of them is going to release a crossbow bolt at you. Bagram does a... No, it's not going to hit. Does a 12 hit your AC? I don't believe so. Okay. You watch as the arrow flies straight past you, and Felix it zings past your head as well. And at that, you guys look around and see these guards are looking at you. You can see the one that looks like an Arakokra points to you, Bergram, and says, He's murdered her. He's taken her down. And you watch as they now begin to rush you. You guys are running? Um, no, I'm going to run straight towards those guards. Yep. Like screaming like a madman. Um, um, <laughs> those are my shit. <laughs> no, I'm going to run, run straight at them. Okay. Run, Felix, run. <laughs> so you guys watch as Felix branches off of you guys as you guys begin running for the door. And you get towards these guards and you're just saying... Because I, I, I want my Eskimo sticks back. Yep. So they're going to tell me or they're going to get hurt. They're not going to tell you. Don't, they're going to get hurt. All right. So what do you do? <laughs> um, I'll just... Uh, I'll... Actually, I might leave the Aarakocca one. And I might start just hitting the other ones. Okay. <laughs> yeah. If you're going to do three attacks, roll three dice. And I'll tell you if you hit. 
Ooh, that's a natural 20 on one. Holy shit. How many guards do you want to kill today, Felix? <laughs> uh, that is a... No killing Felix. 16 on another. I might turn one of them into flurry of blows, so... Okay, go for it. 25. That'll hit. So three hits, <clears throat> one's a crit. I want all these to be non-lethal. Okay. 12 points of damage. All right, so you crack this uh, humanoid across the face. What does it look like as you knock him out? They're four all together. One of them's got a crossbow and the arrow coker was pointing and you got, you just run into the middle of them. There's a table in between them as they've all four stood up from around the table. So three, uh, roll your damage first and we'll see what happens to the other ones and you can paint us a nice verbal picture. Nine plus. Uh, just that's just nine. One. Okay. Yep. And uh, five. Okay. So one of them you completely knock out. The other two you hit but don't knock out yet. So what does it look like as you smash these three? Um, the arrow coker just standing there. Still. Well, the one I knock out, I'll run up and I'll do like a backflip kick. Mm -hmm. And then as I sort of swing back around vertical, I'll use my, I'll kick out again with my feet and just hit the other two. Again. Nice. You hit them both underneath the chin. Their heads move back simultaneously. And then you land three point landing hero style on the table that's in between them. All four of them standing around you or three of them are standing around you as the other one, the humanoid just sort of wavers a bit and then flops down to the floor. Meanwhile... Halrod, Bangor, and Bayagram. You guys get all the way to the other side of the door, and as you look at this door, it's this big wooden one, and you can test the handle, and it appears to be locked. You want to pick it or break it? Will it be quicker? Me I running at it. Try hitting it first. <laughs> Hit it. Fine, 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 fine. All right, so both of the dwarves, one with a heavy sword, Bangor being six foot tall, and Halrod with a battle axe, you can both roll with advantage. While they're doing that, do I notice that he stopped... I would say so. As they get their axes and begin to hit, you look back and you can see him just three-point hero land. One of the people falls right. unconscious. Uh, I'm going to head back that way. Okay. So I rolled a natural 20. 17. Okay, so both of you hit. Roll your damage, please. Uh, so I rolled a 21 for damage. 13. 13? Yeah. All right, so with a 13 and a 21, you guys absolutely annihilate this door lock so much so that you watch the door that's about 20 foot high and about 10 foot wide. You watch as it just falls off the hinges and you two just stand and look as this dust cloud erupts. You've powerfully hit this thing down. Dwarf power. Dwarf power. Fist bump each other. As you watch and turn around, you can see Felix in the middle of the fray and Bayagram. You begin running up to these three individuals that still stand in Arakokra and two dwarven individuals. The humanoid seems to have passed out. Felix, what are you doing? I need my shit. Yeah, that's fair. Did he say he needs a shit? <laughs> so I, I look at the other ones and I say, where is it? As you say that, all three of them are going to try and strike Felix. The first one is going to be a 17. The second one is going to be a 15. And the third one is going to be a 16. Uh, only the first one. Only the first one hits. So you will take... You take nine points of slashing damage as one scimitar hits you. You watch as two swords crisscross over you and you dodge in this flipping fashion. And then as you land, another one just swipes at your leg to try and lose your balance and you just lift your leg up, taking some weight off it as the damage occurs. You watch then as Bayagram comes in, you can have an action now. What are you going to do? I guess my vicious rapier just to kind of try and just take their legs out just so they stop attacking. Roll your attack and you can have sneak attack because you have an ally within five feet. So Ooh. no advantage, but you will have sneak attack. 15 will hit. You need to roll 3d6 and a d8, please. 13, 20. 20 points of damage. Okay. Is this lethal? No, I just basically kind of taking their legs out so that they 
Um, they'd probably lose their leg, but not going to die. <laughs> Especially with 20, <laughs> lose their leg. I'm not trying to kill them. All right. So as you rush up to this area, you see them all attacking Felix and you take that opportunity to call one of their attention over to you. You watch as one of the dwarves looks in your direction. You can see his bald head, bald head and tattoos across uh, his the side of one, one side of his face. You kick a chair in his direction, and as you do, he goes to block the chair. And whilst he does that, you turn around in a flourish, the cape moving past you, and you use your rapier just to cut the tendon um, that goes from his heel to his his calf. Yep. And you watch as that muscle just shoots straight up the back of his leg. He falls down immediately, grasping his knee. His adventuring days are over. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. Okay. Um, can I hide under the table? I'll let you. Go for a hide. <laughs> Alright, so I'll say as you slice this guy and you've kicked the chair, you yep. then immediately slide under the table. Uh, eleven plus six is seventeen. Okay, so noted as a seventeen. So as you hide under the table, Felix, you get a chance now. Two still standing at the moment. What would you like to do? So I'll try and take out the other one. We still leave the Eric Croker because he's the one's going to tell me. Well, because he is going to tell me where my shit is. Hit the other guy. Go for it. So there's Hopefully. there's one more dwarven one left standing. Uh, 18. Hit. 10. What does it look like as you take that one out? Um, I'll do a, like, a roundhouse kick. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't have to, like, a perfect right angle because he's got that thought. Yep. S- smack him across the face and make his head twist and then... Not, yeah, not you watch as his head twists and a tooth hits the wall and you watch as he falls down onto the floor as well, leaving this Arakokra just standing up, holding his arms. Um, I walk up to him now and I'm like, where's my shit? Or this is going to happen to you. You watch as he unhooks keys from his belt, moves towards a door that's five feet behind him, unlocks it, opens the door, and you can see that there seems to be a confiscation. Just make a quick perception check for my stuff, but also if there's anything else in there. You know, <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, Might look a bit shiny. Roll, a, um, <laughs> roll an investigation check, please. Can I uh, do the same? You may. You pop out from under the table, almost like Hi. sneaking up directly behind. Ooh, loot. If they've got Felix. a nice sword or a battle axe in there, think of me. Seven. Okay. Save. <laughs> nice. You both look in this area side by side and your eyes are just darting around. You both look at each other and smile, liking shiny things as much as each other. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. At that, you immediately find your stuff, Felix, because it's right in the middle of the floor. You grab it purposefully. And then you go to grab something else and look for something else, but you hear a voice coming from the direction that you came and you hear Melnon Wargon coming up the stairs and you hear him say, Guards, seize them, they're escaping. And you watch as he's basically sounding a red alert. It's at that point you guys watch as the continual flames on the candles begin to flare like like, like actual flares on a boat and the whole place turns red. Ah, um, it's at that point you also feel this mag- magical energy wave over you. Um, and at that point, if anybody was invisible, you would no longer be invisible. Uh, as you, you attempt to cast your magic Bagram, uh, it appears to still work. Okay. But, um, yeah, you, you can definitely feel this magical essence like a cancellation had just occurred, like a yep. a depower. So Melnon's in there on the other side. You watch as he gets out his crossbow and will attempt to shoot two of you because he can take two shots. So he's going to strike one at... You can probably see the two dwarves over everybody. Oh, fuck. So the first one going for Ben Gore is going to be a nine. Does that hit your AC? 
no. Okay, so a nine doesn't hit your AC. The next one is going towards Halrod, which is an 18 plus seven. Boy. So that'll be a 25. Motherfucker. So uh, keep in mind you have no armor on as well. Mm. So your AC will drop. Yeah, so it's only 16. Yep. Um, so you will take... You'll take 10 points of piercing damage as this bolt goes straight into your back and you can hear a voice from Melnon saying, I don't want to do this. Please stop. You're creating more trouble for yourself than this is worth. You won't get out of here alive. I'm an innocent man. You've just shot me with a crossbow. You've just broken a guilty man out of prison. Uh, he hit you. I ran away from him. You two, Felix and Bagram, uh, begin taking off yep. in I'll the direction of Bengal. Time to go. Let's get out. And you continue to run. I need you guys to roll athletics checks, please. <laughs> uh, 20 on that. 21. Uh, 21. All right. So all of you are able to run in expedience through the halls of this holding cell. You begin making your way towards the front door, which you know to uh, enter into the courtyard. As you get there, you can see two guards have just come out from the left and the right and hold halberds in front of you. As you get into their range, two of you are able to strike. What would you want to do? Because you're running at such pace. You watch as they both come in. What are you going to do? Who's hitting them? Ooh. Can I double kick them in the face? You can go. Roll two attacks with your one action, and Halrod looks like he's taking the other one. Mm-hmm. So that will be a 24 and a uh, 19. Both hit, one on either side as these guys come in with the halberd. Halrod? I rolled 23 to hit, and... And I've rolled 13 non-lethal. So I'm just going to sweep the legs out yep. with, with the axe. Easily enough. So with your uh, battle axe, you sweep the legs of one. And on his way down, Felix, you crack him in the head as you crack the other one in the head as well. How much damage did you do? Uh, I did uh, five to one and eight to another. All right. So one of them definitely down and unconscious. The other one just still standing there. You watch as he's going to take a swing with the halberd and he's going to get a 22. And he's going to go for you, Felix. Five points of slashing damage. Uh-huh. And he's still alive. The uh, Bengal or Bagram, uh, you can take a slice, uh, slice if you'd like. Yeah, I'll just take a slice at him. Go uh, for it. Uh, With your rapier. Yep. Is that... Um, uh, you'll get advantage because you've got an ally. No, sorry. You'll get sneak attack because you've got an ally within five feet. Eight. Yep. Yeah, so two. you go to strike and as you do, he just sort of dodges out of the way and bats your rapier away with the butt of his halberd. You can yep. have a go now, uh, Bengo. 18. 18's a hit. Roll nice. your damage. So 11 points of damage. All right, so you watch as Bayagrim goes across and pin cushions this guy or attempts to, and you watch as he butts it out of the way, and you move over with your massive broadsword, and as you do, you just bonk him on the head with it, and you watch as he falls down onto the floor. You guys look ahead of you, and you can see these two doors. You go to push them open. These ones aren't locked, but they're heavy, and both of you go to push them on either side and it opens up into a courtyard. As you look out into this courtyard, you can see a wall that surrounds the holding cells, all made of stone and appears to be 15 to 20 foot high. In the middle of it, you can see the portcullis gate that you guys had come through. To the right of that now, you can see the guard booth where you guys had previously tried to enter before. You can see coming from behind you as you look to the left and the right immediately as you come out, you can see sets of guards coming and moving across the stone wall with bows and arrows as they begin to try and train them upon you. Ah, shit. Uh, are those two guards still up on top of the yep. entrance? Yep. I'll use my feline agility to run and run up the wall to those guards. Okay. Uh, you have a climbing speed, so I'll allow that. As you look at the spire that's centrally in the middle, 
Uh, you make your way to the side and you watch as Felix just slings his way off of one, bounds up of up onto the other, and you immediately get onto this balcony, two guards standing left and right of you. Yeah, one more key point left, so I'm going to use a flurry of blows to try and see if I can knock these two out so we've got a clear exit. Go for it. 15 and a 18. Both hit. A 21 and a 22. All hit. So four hits. Six and six. Uh, eight and ten. 30 points of damage. You can kill both of them if I, you want I to. I don't want to kill. I'll just knock them out. All right. So how do you knock them out? What are you doing? You just leapt up onto this balcony. You can see two of the guards there as they're standing there in front of the gate. What do you do to kill them? Uh, so I I'm, mean, knock I'm them in out. between them. Yep. So uh, in between, I sort of like hop in the air and like extend both my legs out like vertically and just hop them both in the chin. John claude Van Damme. Yep. All right. And as you do that, you watch as they immediately fall down. You can see as you do, an eight doesn't hit you, but does a 17 hit your AC. Okay. So with a 17, you watch as one arrow flies by, only does three points of damage. Can I try and catch it? You can try and catch it. You can't fling it back though because you're out of key points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can try to catch it. So you got to try and reduce the damage to zero, and it only did three. So I think it, I think you do automatically. Yeah, I think because it's, it's a dice plus ten. Yeah, so it's a d10 plus nine. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, you immediately just catch it. Yep. As it comes towards you, the first one misses, which you duck. But as you land on your kicks, you just catch the arrow, snap it, and throw it to the ground. And I just wave my finger at the Badass. dude, that shot it, and then just drop it, and then I'll just drop off the. Yep, absolutely. You drop down the other side of the portcullis gate. Looking back behind you, you see Bagram, Bangor, and Halrod still standing in the doorway, jaws agape. What do you three want to do? Uh, so the gate's down and that's the only way out? The gate is, is down and it seems to be the only way out. Can you boys lift that? Does a dwarf shit in a cave? One arrow heading your way, Bagram, with a 19. 19. Uh, I'm Kenny Dodge. Okay. Well, either way, but yes, it does hit. Um, you will take five points of damage halved to two points of damage yep. uh, for Bengor, 13, and also a 13, which both miss, I believe. Miss, yeah. And Halrod is less than that, a natural two. So two uh, to three arrows ping at your feet, and you look up and you can see you're in immediate danger in this alcove of the door, hiding Han Solo style on Endor. And at, <laughs> <laughs> and at that, you watch then as uh, Beagram, you assess the situation look at this um, arrow and you take it directly as you as it comes towards you you see Felix catch the arrow and you attempt to do it as well and as you do catch it it just nicks your peck just that little bit and you toss it to the side you can see that the blood is staining your beautiful jacket um, how are you escaping what are you guys doing grab the portcullis Bengal let's get it up alright you two begin running towards it I need you both to make athletics checks as you clean and uh, what's it called clean and jerk Yep. in the meantime can I have my back to them and just kind of take a shot at uh, 22 so yeah, go for it. Roll an attack. Hit. Oh shit. That's nine. Doesn't kill them, but you watch as the arrow hits them directly into the shoulder and you watch as another guard moves him back into the cliff face. I yell, that's how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> and as that, uh, what did we get? That's uh, a taunt. I got 22. I got 10. Okay. So together you guys are able to actually lift up the portcullis gate. Both power. And as you do, you hold it with one arm each and fist bump again. You watch as Bayagram slips underneath the fist bump. You guys move over the other side of it and just immediately drop it. You guys standing there in front of Felix, <laughs> the three of you there, you guys look around and you can see the city streets uh, seems to be quite blank. Uh, what mechanism holds the chain? Chain. chain? Yep. 
But anyway. Okay, so as you look, you can see within the prison behind you, there's just these red lights flashing as if it's in complete complete alert mode. You look to see the guards that seem to be filtering their way around to the front to try and take shots of you as you begin taking your way off into the city streets of Cadmia. Where are you going? Can I make another history check to see where I... You dart around and look at your position. You know exactly where you are in the castle ward. Yep. And you can roll a history check to see if you know any passageways. Vault holes. Vault holes, etc. Eight. Eight. At the moment, you just need to get out. I... Can we get into the sewer systems that I've been using with the Unseen? That's what your check was for, to find a, okay. a manhole, yeah, okay. but you weren't, weren't no, successful. No. All right, all good. If you were successful, I would have given you an entry. Yep. Uh, then basically, yeah, just nearest alley. All right. Just get away from the eyes of the mm-hmm. power of the walls. You begin running down this street directly ahead of you, and you, as you pass by, you sort of snuff the candlelights that light the street on the way. Uh, as you're running, three arrows sling your way. We've got a 16 towards you, Bagram. Uh, yes, so. Hit. Yeah. Um, towards yep. Felix, we've got a 9. And towards Bengal, we have a 22. You take 8 points of damage, Bagram. And you take 9 points of damage, Bengal. As two arrows hit you. The third one comes slinging down at the feet of Halrod, missing you. And at that, you guys move your way directly into the alley to your left. You back up against this wooden building behind these barrels. And as you do, you take a breathing moment. You look up into the sky, the night of Cadmia permeating through. You see the moonlight come from behind a cloud and you watch as three griffin riders soar over the top of you. You know them to be the city watch, screeching as they do, and you watch as they move over you, they begin fanning out in search. Where do we want to go, guys? Do we want to try and get back to see if Arden can hide us somewhere, or do we try and do it ourselves? Here's a thing. Do we all stick together, or do we split up? Stick together, you buffoon. Yeah. Wait, let's just get out of here, hide somewhere, and then we'll try and get to Arden later. Where? You're the sneaky one. Yeah. I don't... I, I can hide in the middle of the street, almost. I don't need a place to hide often. Where, where were you going that we can get... They see these big, you big guys hidden. But you, you could probably figure it out in your character. Like you know a place to go. Uh, well, I know that it was it. Let's go see a uh, shopkeeper that I know, and we start making our way towards Freudian Scores shop. All right. So as you say that, Bagram, you billow your cape, move into the darkness. I need all of you to roll stealth checks, please. Nobody with disadvantage. 15. Natural 20. Noise. Mm. Uh, 19. Uh, 21. Again. 21. <laughs> you listen to the screeches of these griffins as they begin soaring. At various in- encounters across your path, you watch as an arcane spotlight moves across buildings from the elevated position of these griffins. You watch and see the riders atop them. And from the distance, Bagram, in your stealthy position, you can see one of them is... A now armoured Melnan Wargon with a large crossbow held atop his shoulder. You watch then as he surveys the buildings. He sees as one of you begin to jump from one of the balconies and you just sort of lose your grip a little bit and sort of get yourself up and wheel around the corner. You watch as this crossbow bolt just immediately hits the wood. Bring 
where you were and Bengal, you just make your way back around to see where your allies are and you duck down the nearest alleyway. You listen to this whistling sound and you know that they're probably going to be tracking you and on your tail. You make your way into the seedier sort of sections of town and you pass by closed shops. Drunken individuals, can I basically kind of try and persuade them to run into the street and say, like, pointing the other direction? What do you say to them? Hey, I've got a gold for each of you if you do this. You watch as both of them stand up and they look to you and they say, I'll do anything for gold. All right. All right. Basically, I say, I need you to run into the middle of the street and basically start pointing that way, basically, as if you saw this uh, a whole bunch of stuff happening of people running in the opposite direction. You got it. Excellent. Discretion is key. I never saw you. I toss I toss them each a gold. And they both catch it. You watch as they walk out into the streets and say, hey, hey, waving their arms. And you watch as one of them says, you guys looking for somebody? And you watch as the spotlight moves over to them. And you watch as this griffin just lands in front of them. You guys looking from your hiding position. You watch as one of the other guards, not Melnon, gets off of the griffin and makes a way over to them. And these people are just sort of pointing down the street in a direction opposite to you guys. You begin wheeling your way around and you get to the dusty looking shop in the alleyway where you, Bagram, first met Freuden Score. You see the keg that he was sitting on and you can see the window with the purple drapes. How would you like to enter? I basically just kind of just go and we didn't have any really. You didn't have a system or anything, system like, or anything like that. No. Do I know that he's in there? I wouldn't have. You're not too sure? No. All right, I'll just kind of basically knock quietly on the uh, back alley door. Okay. So knocking quietly, the sound just permeating into your ears. No answer. No answer. Uh, I will basically kind of send a message to Freudian score. Mm-hmm. And just saying, Freudian, we're out back. We need a place to uh, hide, uh, lie low for a bit. Where are you? You hear a voice in your head in reply that says, Oh dear, Mr. Bagram, it seems like you are in some trouble. You know how to open the door. Come on in. All right, uh, I open the door. It's locked. Well, I, I use uh, lockpicking to open the door. Go for it. Yeah, 21. All right, so with the 21, you watch as Bagram, Bagram flicks this lockpicking tool around his finger, puts the device into the lock, and you watch as the tumblers turn. It's pretty hard lock. Um, knowing what Freuden does, this is no surprise to you, but you're able to unlock the door and open it. And as it swings open, you see a back room, storage boxes to your left. And as you walk in, you can see to your right, there seems to be a table. And sitting at that table, in his nightgown with a night hat on, you see a scar down one eye, the dark olive skin of this pointed beard halfling. You can see he's got a candle in his hand and he says, That took you longer than I thought, Begram, but I'm happy that you got in the door anyway. Please close it behind you, my my feline friend. And he looks towards you, um, Felix. Close it. I see you have been making some famous friends. There, Yes, uh, we, we made a bit of a uh, kerfuffle downtown. He slings a paper across the table. And you can see a picture of Felix in court. Oh. And it says local tabaxi murders um, Ornstone. I, Honorable city watchman. I hand it to Felix. Free scrapbook. Terrific. As you keep it, he looks towards the two dwarves and says, 
It is a pleasure to meet your acquaintance. My name is Freudenscore of the Magic Store. I'm sure you know already, but I am also a member of the Unseen, Brother of the Blade. Seems my eloquent title is falling upon death ears. You didn't tell them about me, Berrigan? No, I figured basic discretion is key, and um, if you wanted them to know, you would tell them. I'm quite a flamboyant individual, but if you trust them, I trust them. I trust them I, with uh, I know of you because of the um, the guild helping you out with that little celestial problem you had, but that's about all I know. Ah, yes. Sometimes I miss the creaking that happened from those <laughs> individuals, but... One good thing that happened from that is I met old Begram here. Oh, how rude of me. Drinks? Anybody? Drinks? You've got some milk, I'll take it. I'll make that too, please. A large whiskey if you got it. That's what I'm talking about. I'll, uh, I'll join in that one. You watch as two whiskeys poured, and he takes the bottle. He looks to you guys and he says... Fresh out of milk, sorry. Haven't hit the car today. So, I'm guessing you're here because he is here. Yes, that's uh, that's a pretty astute of you, actually. But yes, we are here because he is here. We just need a place to disappear for a while. You know, Begram, sometimes connection can be weakness. You have put yourself in alliance with this one, who is well known to the Cadmian Watch. Now you will be just as infamous as him. How do you expect to blend in to be a shadow if you are standing in the spotlight? I can change my looks as we go. And uh, was it? I, I'm pretty good at disappearing. You're just making to. it hard for yourself. That's all it I'm saying. It is making it hard. You're correct. But sometimes you just have to do what you have to do to uh, move ahead. Well, you better appreciate it because this man here is well on the rise in the rankings of the Unseen. Oh, I do. I appreciate it. Wait, Very watch? Good. Thanks. I'm sorry. No. What do you mean you're in the unseen? I thought you trusted these people. I do trust them. That doesn't mean I share everything with them. My bad. I'm sure everything will go back to normal once yeah. everyone knows that I'm not the one that actually killed anyone. Well, the fact that we didn't kill any guards on the way out might be a bonus. True. But there are those three guards that are dead. We didn't kill them. Yeah. yeah. Perception. So anyway. Were well, you found at the scene of the crime? I wasn't. Well, you were with people that were, so... Welcome you know, to criminal life, Master Dwarf. I hope it fits you beautifully. No, it shouldn't really. I just, I'm in disguise right now. I don't know if you notice this. I don't usually wear a suit. Ben, God, give me my bloody chain mail. To be fair, you're not really wearing that suit as it is. Apologies, as he sees the stern look that you give him. I can see you've put in effort, and I guess that's what counts. <laughs> At that point, you watch as Freuden moves around to the window, peeks out of the purple curtains as he makes his way through the aisles of his many stacked shelves of potions. And as he looks, you can see a flashlight just move across the window, and he closes, and he goes, Ooh, you'll be making front page news tomorrow. More for the scrapbook, Felix. Where do you want to go? I would say out of the city, to be honest. I'm not sure at the moment. What I might just do... Um, give me one minute. I send a uh, message to Arden. Basically, you're probably out of range for message. Yeah, it probably would be it. Because you're halfway across the city. Uh, yeah, okay, never mind then. We need to get a message to Arden to see if... Uh, basically, see if he has an idea as to basically what he wants Felix to do next. 
Otherwise, yes, we just need to Look, get out of um, I appreciate the fact that you are um, sleeping with many people in this relationship, Beagram. I'm sure keeping your options open works for you, but you being here with him, that is high risk. And I am taking you in here as a gesture of friendship because, you know, we are friends. It is going to be a hard sell for me to get anybody within the Unseen to transport you or to send a message through the network. Do you have some uh, a path that we can just go on on our own? Of course, I can. We don't. We don't need an escort. We don't. Look, I think it's time that I, uh, I think you've heard this. And he watches. He goes behind his desk, pulls out this um, this wooden crate, and as he opens it, you can see him get out this tube that looks like it holds a piece of parchment. And as he unscrolls it, you can see that it is a map of Cadmia. However, the normal city streets are overlaid with what looks like a network that lay beneath. You now have a full map of the sewer system of Cadmia with all its entry points. Perfect. Meanwhile, I'm over in the corner hoiking off my suit mm-hmm. and putting my uh, serpent mail back on. You watch as your head gets stuck, but as it does, like, Bengal <laughs> comes and helps you out. <laughs> <laughs> you watch as he does the whole gridiron thing when you're trying to get into your armor and just yeah. smashes down your plates by your shoulders it's much better mm. yeah. um so uh, oh this is this is brilliant this is what i was looking for so we can we can make our own way out and make our way where we need to and do you know Maybe how what? we practice that discretion thing you didn't get this from me uh was it i i, I didn't even know you were home today Perfect. But you just passed it. This is why he's in jail. Yeah, he has. He just can't help himself, can he? Some people cannot. Oh. It's a fucking secret. Uh, the penny dropped. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Um, can I look at that map and track away from, from basically Freudian score to the Valiant Odyssey building at the very least or out of the city? When are As you look at this map... You can see that it is extremely, it is extremely purposeful. The location of Freudian Scores shop, you can see there is at least five to six entry points very, very close to his location. You can see that there is a full network that could lead you all the way to a very close portion as to where the Valiant Odyssey is, but it would become. A bit of a mission. Would I be able to see the same pathway that I took with the others in the last? By tracking through this map, you absolutely could. You track yeah. your your fingers across the map, and you can see where the Godcatcher statue sort of sits, and you can see the entry point where you went in there. You also see the transfer station you passed by, which is labeled on the map, and you can see where you started to get turned around in the narrower parts of the city sewer, and you also see the very um, exit point in which you uh, had had jumped out of before, yep. previously. All right. Well, guys, we've got a decision. Do we leave the city or go find Arden? Personally, I'd like to speak to Arden. Look, if we, um, we head to Arden first, that puts us in the... Um, yeah, that puts us in the North Ward. 
which might be an easier way of getting out. The Northward is very close to the Trade Wards and the Field Ward, which is extremely easy to blend into. It's quite congested there. You seem to put a lot of faith in this man, Arden Cassian. Yes, he is uh, hes very well known, but how do you know he won't turn you in? You're criminals now, after all. He's the one who sent us after Felix. Uh, he was hoping we would do this a uh, different way than we did. Well, he probably already knows that you, how you say, fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, someone just had to punch a lady, didn't they? She worked for Delnak. I know that. Right. I got that. Please, um, take, take yeah, your squabbles yeah, elsewhere. Yeah, uh, we have um, business. Discretion. The less I know, the less I will unintentionally disclose. Ah, yes. Plausible design ability. I'm not sure that's what it's called. Deniability. Alright. That's what I said. <laughs> there is another option. That is what I'm saying. You can go to Ad and Cassian. You can hope he will forgive you for this horrible and heinous fuck up. Or you could meet my brother. Seems that you're already on the criminal cards. Why not make it official? We're always looking for new members and things are changing in the unseen. Things that are... Let's just say things are moving in the correct direction. You don't know who I am, do you? I have no fucking idea who you are. But yeah. if you like golden opportunity, then... Let's just say the unseen and I don't get along. Unfortunately for you, I believe that will be a very hard sell for Hellrod. Also, can I make an inside but check? Felix and I. Oh, they won't like him either. Fuck. You can't get a read off of him. He seems to be in recruitment mode. That's all mm. you get. He looks towards all of you and he says, Well, it is the life for some, but it is definitely not an easy life. Perhaps you're not built for it, Master Dwarf. No, it's not that. It's just that. I have some history, and you, me and the Unseen can never see eye to eye because of it. Well, history is in the past for a reason. We walk forwards, not backwards, Dwarf. Perhaps you should remember that dwelling on the past does nobody any favors. All right, I'm the reason that the tomb is now in the Wasonia Academy. They will never forgive you for this. There we go. I told you. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's time to go. Look, let's just say yeah. that that is also being taken care of, so... Whoa, 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 whoa. Slow down. What do you mean that's been taken care of? Plausible designability. <laughs> I think it's time to go. We've overstayed, our, to we've overstayed our welcome I think we here. need to see Arden Cassian right now. Uh, I think we need to deliver Felix. All right, let's go. You watch as the two dwarfs leave. Felix leaves. I'm just going to hang back for a second here. He watches, he moves and puts a hand on your elbow and he says, Strange company, Begram. Strange bedfellows. You've got, uh, you would know better than most. You keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Well, I applaud your versatility. I'm a smart man, but sometimes I don't even know where your checks are paid. If you need me, you know where to find me. Thank you very much for this. If there's any, uh, I, I do owe you a favor for this map and for so. If you owe me nothing. Need, thank you. You have gained my brother's attention. 
but there is some shifting happening. We hope to be on the right side of it. I'll keep you posted. Perfect. And I move out the door. All right, you leave. Uh, and I lead the way through the tunnels. Okay. Roll a survival check with advantage, please. 18 total. 18 total. So with an 18, you're definitely able to find the manhole cover that will grant you the greatest access to your pathway. And it's the one that lies slightly to the north. As you look at the city map, you can also see that there is a bit of an open slather before you get there. So you may have to time it perfectly in terms of if there's anything above or around looking for you. Can I look around and see if I see, actually see if I see anything? Yep. You guys make your way outside of the um, the actual shop. And as you make your way through the trade wards, you get to this part where you can see there is an open sitting area almost in the middle of which you can see a fountain. And there seems to be a lady standing on the fountain as a statue. And there seems to be a big water jug that's falling down over her um, over her person. You can see that it's very beautifully made and it's underlit. You search to the left of that, however, Bayagrim, and you can see the entry point. You look up into the sky and you can see off in the distance, probably 200 or so feet away, just a skylight move by on the wings of a griffin. You listen to your right and about 100 feet away, with your passive perception, you can hear armored footsteps clinking around rhythmically, almost as if there's a patrol going that way. You guys are currently hidden. What would you like to do? All right. We've got a patrol off that way, about 100 feet. And we've got, there's the griffins in the sky still, but there's none right above us. So do we make a dash? I think this is as good a window as any. I have a question. Am I going to fit down that hole? Yes. Yes, let's do it. So you're either approaching this stealthily or acrobatically. How are you? How, how are you? How far off from where we're hidden to the about, to the hole? About thirty feet, but 30 feet. it has to be opened first. Yeah. And I know how these open. Is it just lifted off, or is it? It's usually locked? just lifted. Yep. It's easier with a fulcrum, but yep. it can be done without. It's just harder. All right. Uh, I think you actually have a crowbar as well. If you have a rogues pack. That I do. Yeah. Yep. That's right. Let me sneak out there and I'll see if I can get the lid off and then we can get you guys out. All right. Yeah. So whilst you three wait there, can you please make stealth checks, please? Felix, Bengor, and Halrod. 17. Did you roll a disadvantage, Halrod, because you've got your armor on now? Still 17. Standing there in the darkness, underlit by what is left there of the streetlight, you watch as Bayagrim begins making his way out onto the streets. What was your stealth check? 25. Okay. So you move from shadow to shadow. You watch as the spotlight moves across this open area and you move yourself behind the statue, mimicking its pose perfectly. As the spotlight moves past you, you jump into the street and you get to the manhole cover. What would you like to do? Uh, pull out my crowbar. Actually, I would have had pull out my crowbar as I was walking up there mm-hmm. and just kind of let her off the cover. Okay. So as you do, roll a... Uh, Athletics check with advantage, please. 24. Okay, so with the 24, you get the crowbar underneath the manhole. You lift it up and you slide it off, pushing it to open it completely. Yep. As you do, you jump yourself inside the hole, look out to your allies and beckon them over. Make a bit of a bird call. What do you guys do? Caca. <laughs> um, I'll go in last. Bengar and I just dash over there like Peter Griffin and Brian holding the couch in Star Wars. Go, 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 go. 
<laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> as you begin making your way out, the armor clinking as you do so, you immediately hear a screech. As you look up, you hear and feel the wind battering upon you. You also look up and see this wind sweeping and this light move directly onto your person. Your silhouettes are projected onto the ground around you. Felix, you see this and know that they're fucked. Caught in the crossfire of this light, you also, Bagram, look and duck down and seeing above, you watch banking over the top of a roof, a griffin rider. You see over to the left, as this one has been called, another one banks over as well. Get your asses in here. All right. I'll make sure I'm out of the way so they can basically dive headfirst into this thing if they need to. Well, we will roll initiative because they're going to be initializing on you. Looking up, you can see these two griffins spotlight directly onto you. They're riders. One of them, uh, Melnon Wargon. The other one seems to be a guard with him. As you look, you can see these two spotlights directly onto you, backlighting you into this area. Bagram, you're currently down the manhole. Felix, you're watching this all happen in front of you. Um, at that, it is your turn first. What would you like to do? How far up are the griffin riders? They're probably about 40 feet in the air because they're hovering above the roofs. If I was on the roof, how high would they be up? They'd be about 15 feet above you. So, where is the normal guard? Not so. So you watch as this guard looks to be um, Melnon and you watch as he sort of projects his voice out and he says, Halt and assist, otherwise we'll be forced to use deadly force if necessary. And um, you can see the other one seems to ready a crossbow bolt, which is directly across the way from you. Okay, I'm going to, I'll use my feline agility to double my move to 80 feet to get up onto that roof with below the normal um, normal rider. Yep, easy enough to do. You watch as you dash straight across the area, move past Halrod and Bengor. You make your climb and you parkour jump up onto the roof. And as you do, you f- your feet land and you look up and you can see the underside of the griffin about 15 feet above you. I'll look up at the guard and be like, oh no, you're so high. And then all of a sudden you see a blinding light and I appear right next to him. I'll use Misty Step mm-hmm. as a bonus action. And then I'll take my two attacks on him. Go for it. Inspiration. That was awesome. Uh, so yeah, I'll punch the, the blow. Cause I'm pretty sure it's a 17 for the first attack. That will hit. Fifth. 15 for the second attack. Both will hit. Roll your damage on the guy. 9 to 17 points of damage. 17. Very good. So you pop him twice and eventually you fall uh, down. Roll an acrobatics check or you will take some fall damage. Uh, I'll just use slow fall. Slow fall is easy. All right. So you slow fall as a monk using your claw to scratch down the chimney and soften your landing. Good turn. Um, Is that it? Uh, That's all right, so that brings us to that griffin's turn. You watch as it will swoop down to you now, and as it swoops down to you, it will attack you three times. Oh, shit. So as this griffin swoops down, you watch as its beak comes out towards you, and as it strikes at you, as it strikes towards you, uh, it gets a 17 and a 15. Nope. Okay, and then it will, after it strikes you with those, it will get you with the claws. And it will get a 14. Nope, 17. Okay, so two hits. First one with the beak is going to be uh, eight damage. Claws is going to be 11 points of damage. <laughs> so you watch as this beak comes and lashes towards you, 
but the claws come and rake across your back and you watch as the guard is basically there in position ready to fire upon you as well. Uh, that then brings us to your turn, Halred. You're standing right there, opposed the man above the manhole, looking at these two guards around you. Okay, as a bonus action, I'm going to pull out a smoke grenade and throw it in the direction of Melon and Wargong. Mm-hmm. And I need to roll an attack for that, don't I? Yes. Um, with any modifiers on no... Let's do it with your dexterity. So it'll be plus two for your dex. How is that guard looking? The guard, untouched. Oh, wait, no, you hit the guard, sorry. Uh, he is looking... He's pretty rough. Like, But yeah, you can see you've rocked him. He's got like a swollen underneath his eye and you can see a, a blood nose as well. He's definitely... And as he's aiming at you, he's kind of swaying a little bit left and right. So that was a 21. So I've launched it at Melnon. Mm-hmm. But now he's can't see what's happening. Okay, so you watch as this explosion happens and this smoke begins to emanate. The griffin he is on and also he, within the 10 or 20 foot sphere, is just surrounding him with... And it lasts for four turns unless he moves mm-hmm. or a strong wind disperses it in, right. in four turns. Cool. And then I'm going to take my action to attack the other rider. Yep. And I'm just going to pull out my earth bow and shoot at him. Is a... That's an 18. Uh, are you going for the rider? Yeah. That's a hit. Yeah. Full damage, 10. 10 points of damage. He's still up. Where and does the arrow hit him? Um, so I'm going to aim for his chest and I'll probably catch him in the shoulder or something. Okay. And I'm going to take my second attack because I get that. Yep. And that is a 18 again. Hit. And that's not so good. That's only full damage. Okay. Um, your arrow will kill him if you don't declare a non-lethal attack. It's not lethal. I just want to stop him from riding the griffin properly. Okay. So you watch then as your arrow punctures his shoulder and the second one comes in and it's a very good grouping. You puncture his shoulder again and you watch as he's aiming down at Felix. He looses an arrow and a bolt and it lands in a tile opposite you, Felix. And you watch as he's swaying and then he will... He will fall off his griffin. So you watch then as he moves and falls off of the saddle, he will take some full damage. Uh, he takes some damage and you watch as he lands down beside you, you hear some crunching and some cracking. You watch as he just takes an inhale, just like... <gasps> you look down at him, Felix, you can see that there is a tile protruding through the back of his sternum. His adventuring days are over too. <laughs> you watch as the griffin lands down onto the tiles over his body and just starts screeching at you, Felix. Can I use the fraction to yell at Melon? Yep. Um, like, I'll say, uh, let's stop this now. This guy needs help. You hear a voice from Melnon say, you had your chance to stop this. You've escaped prison. Are you going to let him die? We'll take care of him. Well, if you don't take care of him now, he will die. Many more will die if we let you free. You can roll a persuasion check with disadvantage. Plus five, so unnatural 20. Okay. So you watch as he says that, you watch as he gives this whistle signal afterwards. And you watch as the griffin stops rearing at you and becomes defensive around the guard that is lying with the stabbed tile. All right. Is that your turn, Halrod? Finished? Yeah, that's all my actions I can do. Okay. That then brings us to... Melnon's griffin. Uh, he's going to use his action to batter away the smoke screen. So you watch as this <laughs> occurs and the wisping of the wind moves the smoke and disperses it in a different direction. I didn't think of that. He is then going to 
Melnan begins to swoop down with his griffin towards the three individuals escaping down the hole. Um, that then brings us to your turn, Bagram. You're down the hole. Your body is covered. You will get five, uh, plus five to AC because you're you're in almost complete cover. Yep. It looks like we're doing this, so I'm just going to join the party and take some take a shot with my short bow. Uh, Twenty one. Hit. Griffin or Ryder. Fourteen. Fourteen points of damage. Okay, looks like I hurt him. As you release the arrow, it catches him and it grazes across his neck, and you can see a stream of blood just come down his. And I'll just bonus, it, bonus action, hide back down underneath again. Roll a stealth check. 14 plus 620, none that. Okay. All right, that then brings us to Melnon's turn. That's your turn, Beogram? Yeah, it is my turn. As he is down near you, you watch as Melnon draws a long sword and draws a short sword. And he looks to you and he says, Looking a little bit flash for a lawyer. Surprise. He will strike you twice with a longsword. Oh, dear. Oh, natural two for the first. So the first longsword strike will miss. The next one is a 21. Is he in, Was he within 10 feet of me? Yeah, because he swooped down. I'm going to roll my D. Armor class with 26. Okay. Nope. It goes straight across your form of the beast uh, with the uh, longsword, and he will then go to strike you with the short sword, which will only be a nine. So... That will miss as well. So you watch as he strikes you three times, missing three times. He will. You watch as he rears the griffin in an attempt to pull it back up, uh, but he can't move this turn. There, and now it is Bengal's turn. I am going to pull out my longsword and go to attack him. All right, go for it. Roll your attack. 21. Hit. Roll your damage. Five. So you do strike him, but as you do, you watch as the griffin puts a talon in front. And as he puts that talent in front, it blocks most of your attack. You can get a second attack if you want one. Yeah, I'll, I'll go again. Yep. Attack him again. Roll your, your, your attack die. 19. Roll your damage. 10. He's still looking okay. He's taking a bit of a beating. Uh, as you go towards him as well, you stab him directly through the stomach. And as you do, his armor is coated red once more. But he still seems to be... He's a pretty tough dude. That then brings us to Felix's turn. You're staring down this griffin who seems to be less aggressive towards you than it was before. It's rearing in defense of this person around yeah, you. Yeah, I'm dipping. Okay. Can I jump from the roof onto... Yep, with slow fall you can. Uh, onto the griffin. Yep, onto the I'll griffin. make you roll an athletic uh, acrobatics check. 13. 13. That'll just get you onto the back of the griffin. So as you jump off, your arms open wide, jumping Assassin's Creed style. You flip and land, three-point landing on the rump of this griffin. And you watch as Melnon turns around, these two swords in his hand, just having taken a strike from, from Bangor. What do you do? Um, I'll try and just attack him, mm-hmm. and I'll use a key point to try and stunning strike him. Yep. Uh, so that's 21 to hit. That will hit, and his stunning strike will fail because he rolled a three. Ah, cool. So he's stunned? Yes, he's stunned. That won't hit him anymore. Um, I'll then use my second attack to hit the griffin. Mm-hmm. Uh, a 16 will hit the griffin. And I'll use another key point to use staying strike on the griffin. You can do that. Uh, needs a wisdom save, correct? Yep. Uh, that will be a 17. So it is not stunned. Six points for... Um, Melnon. Melnon. Nine points for the griffin. Mm-hmm. I'll use my bonus action attack. And I'll try and... I'll hit the griffin again. I'll try and stay and strike him again with another yep. key point. That'll be another key point, yep. It's a natural 20. 
Oh, that is a nine for the stunning strike, so it is stunned. Six points of damage mm -hmm. for the griffin. And he is stunned. Yep. I will then use any movement I've got left to dip, dip dive down into the um, surge. Go where you gotta go, and I'll dive down the hole. All right, as you dive down the hole, you land pretty much on top of Bagram. So, oh. um... <laughs> <laughs> Bagram, you're, you're hand over hand climbing down the ladder and as you do, you look up and you can see Felix just like shooting down a water slide and as he does, Felix, you catch just in time to stop before Bagram so you catch within the sewer as well. Oh, good of you um, to join us. At that, let me just check. Okay, so with the griffin being stunned in the air, I'd say that it would fall um, and drop. So as it falls, being incapacitated, um, flapping 10 feet above the, the air, it will take some full damage. Nine points of damage as you watch this griffin just swirl like a helicopter out of control. And it just slams into the stonework and kicks some of it up into the actual um, the fountain. And you, Bagram, looking up at Felix, can see the stone pass across the opening and this massive crash. And yeah, you're wondering what the, what the fuck's going on up there. So as I'm going down, I'm like, sorry. <laughs> you guys above watch as Melnan Wargon, his lifeless body, skids across the tiles, and you hear this chinking as metal goes across stone. This ting, 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 and he just is lying there. That then brings us to the Griffin above's turn. You watch as it picks up its rider, slings it on its back as its action, and you watch as it flies off 80 feet in the direction of the castle ward. Well, that was lucky. Um, at that, we have your turn, Halrod. What are you doing? Um, because the griffin's now um, paralyzed, I don't have to do a disem an action to disengage. It cannot take actions, reactions, or bonuses. Yep. So I'm like, into the hole, Bangor. <laughs> and I'll just jump, um, start scurrying down the hole. All right. So you take your action to go down the hole and your movement as well. Uh -huh. uh, and that then brings us to the griffin's turn. You watch as it was lying there, pretty much lifeless. You watch as it has taken the crash, it sort of gets back up. It stalks its way towards you and you watch as this vicious beak just opens and screeches in your direction. You're standing tall. You grip your longsword tightly. So um, you will just watch as this griffin wheels about on itself, shakes the condition off, and then it begins stalking towards you, its vicious beak opening, opening towards you and letting out a core. The stun seemingly having worn off. It's in its exact position facing you, but... Um, but no longer stunned. That then brings us to your turn, Bagram. Um, I yell up, um, Bangor, get your ass down this hole. And then I'm going to, can I hold? If I, oh yeah. Um, and on your way down the hole, put the lid on. Yep, well, you can do that. And then, and then basically I want to, can I hold Scorching Ray and try and weld the, is it a metal kind of yeah, cover? Yeah, it's metal can on I, metal. Can I try and weld the cover in place once he's put it on? Sure. So I'll hold, an act, hold yep. that action. So you watch as this circlet begins to flare orange and the energy moves directly down your hand and you watch as it's almost like a hot iron from a fire as you're holding and waiting. Yep. Uh, that then brings us to Melnon's turn. You're the only one that can see it, uh, Bengor, but you watch as he sort of stumbles his way up, gets to his knees, shakes this condition off and he's on all fours and you watch as he looks back, his weapons on either side of him and he goes to reach for his weapons and he says to you, Bengor, don't do this. You'll never be able to show your face in this city again. Turn yourselves in. I'll pass. Thank you. And at that, that's his turn because he was stunned until the end of his turn. And that then brings us to your turn. 
well, I'm going to make like a tree and leave. All right, you jump down the hole, and as you do, you need to roll a athletics check to pull the man cover back over you. Okay, so with a five, you go to grasp it and slide it, but it's heavier than you first anticipated. Your fingers slip off of it, um, unfortunately unable to pull it over. Uh, is that your turn? You've got a bonus action. Oh, there's nothing else I can do. Okay. So that will then bring us to your turn, Halrod. Get out the way, you pansy. <laughs> you scurry up, and as you scurry up with your movement, both of you can fit in this area, but only just, and you go to pull the manhole cover over. Use an athletics check, please. 18. 18. You're able to slide it over, and you hear this grinding as the manhole cover comes over. You eventually lose the light of the spotlights and the stars and the moon. You're all now sitting in darkness. The only thing illuminating your area is the orange hand of Bagram ready to strike. Now, Bagram. And just I just blast us, uh, three rays directly at it in kind of a, a triangle pattern to try and kind of weld. In, all right. In as you do areas. that, you watch as the griffin has obviously made its way over as you see three scratch marks just move its way over the manhole cover. One, two, three. And you see these crisscross of lines from the other side trying to permeate through. You watch as well as it's getting to the point where one of the claws actually pierces through and you watch outside as this griffin is just snapping at this area. It's at that point you loose your scorching, scorching rays. Can you roll damage for me? The first one is nine, seven. Third one is six. So 16 plus six is 22. Yep. That's enough. So as you watch your scorching rays burst up into this area, you guys duck out of the way because you watch as the metal has just melded onto the metal covering that adheres it to the street. You watch as it was vibrating and shifting after every attack, but now that it's sitting there sealed, you see the globs of of heated metal that seem to be keeping it there. You watch as the striking seems to calm and you hear the screech of the, the griffin and the call of Melnon as they fly away. What would you guys like to do? As you look down, you can see that there is a ladder that goes directly below you and it seems to go into darkness. All four of you hanging on for dear life. Like pure darkness, can't see type darkness? Or? It's dark, yep. Not magical darkness. No. You can see if you've got dark vision, we but do. it's still obscured. Yeah. I think you all do. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Uh, any uh, clerics in the room? Any paladins? Doctors. Uh, Don't you still have that potion that we gave you from when we took on a Zulu? I have a potion of poison resistance. That's not going to help you right now, is it? Ooh, and I well, do not have. I, I, have, a, I have, have a potion. You can have one of mine. I probably should get some health potions. I actually, actually don't no, sorry, I do have one potion. You all remember? Oh, the I've got two. Yeah. Never mind. I'll keep mine. So you take your potion, Felix, chugging it down, and at that you drop the glass vial, and as you listen. You hear it and then pss, smash. So there is a ground somewhere below here. Okay, yeah. so it's about 120 feet down. Probably less. Okay, that's about 90 feet down. All right, let's head down the ladder and let's follow some tunnels. Okay. How far was it roughly down? 80 to 90 feet. As you begin going down hand over hand, um, the ladder does creak in places as its iron affixing to the stone is kind of loose in areas. And in the darkness, you feel well, well stealthed. The sound of the street above is lost to you. And eventually, one after the other, your feet heat, hit the solid ground of concrete stone, 
you hear the slow trickle of water and you're immediately hit with an extremely foul smell of shit. Hi guys, and thank you so much for listening to the latest episode D&D Valiant Odyssey. In the future, guys, if you want to catch up with us outside of the times that the episodes are released, you can come to our Discord. You should find the link in the show notes. If you want to catch up on all the announcements and keep up to date with the Valiant Odyssey action, then there's our socials link as well. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, you name it, we're there. Valiant Odyssey is growing and it's all because of you. So thank you so much for your patronage. Make sure you leave a review on your favorite podcast medium. We'll see you next week. Welcome to the Odyssey.